This is the Hard Mark Podcast, starring Eric Donaldson and Ryan Murphy. Hey there, friends. Welcome to the Hard Mark Podcast. Don't you goddamn dare (laughs) touch that coffee. Within five seconds of me starting the intro, take a swig of coffee right now. Thank you. You're trying to minimize the shake of the ice cubes. That's just how I drink coffee. Do you always drink iced coffee? I prefer it, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Why? Just out of curiosity. I'm full full disclosure, not a coffee guy. Yeah, I I I don't like hot drinks. Like I don't I don't like tea. Okay. I like or like hot cider. Hmm. But I like like cold sparkling cider. I don't know. I'm just I've always been a cold cold drink. Hot chocolate. Yeah, not really. What? Really? Just nothing hot. Chocolate milk though. Well, I, not hot ice. chocolate milk. No, of course not. Ice cold chocolate milk. <laughs> sure, yeah. absolutely. That's. I mean, there's no such thing as like cold chocolate. Uh, like, no, like a like a hot chocolate that's cold. It'd be chocolate milk. Would be the. I closest. mean, we're living in the in the age where anything's possible, that's so true, you never yeah. know. It's it could be a thing. In fact, I think I, I saw something recently on goldbelly.com. But before we talk about Goldbelly, let's just talk a little bit about the Hard Mark Podcast. Thank you again for joining us. Episode uh, five, I believe, is where we're at. Number five, lucky number five, not my favorite number. What's your favorite number, Ryan? I think 17. <laughs> 17 was... I, yeah. That's your favorite number? Yeah, yeah. Is that because it was your favorite age? 17 probably was my favorite age. <laughs> um, you had to peak sometime. Yeah, no, I think I did at that point. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, for some reason, it, it was my favorite number. I haven't really thought about it for a while. Huh, Maybe well, I should reevaluate that. I don't. I mean, this seems like as good of a forum as any. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Hardmark Podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in, listening, streaming, downloading, whatever you want to call it, whatever method you took to uh, access Ryan's voice and my voice here today. Uh, we are existing on Facebook. If you weren't already aware of that, if you haven't liked us on Facebook, perhaps you should consider doing so. We may even run some sort of incentive in the future to try and bolster those likes. I'm yeah. working on that. Are you? Yeah. Your so- Our social media campaign? <laughs> Perfect. Thank yeah. you. Uh, it's about time that you started pulling your weight around here. Uh, we're also on Twitter. Uh, so if you, if you like to tweet about things and you like reading the tweets of other people, we are on that platform as well. Uh, so thank you very much. Wanted to get those plugs right out of the way before we launch into our greetings. So with that said, greetings, Ryan Murphy. How are you doing today? Very good. Thanks. Very good. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Happy to be here. Um, <laughs> yeah, what, are you going to ask me how I'm doing? No. How are you doing, Eric? I'm doing very well. Yeah? Thank why? you. I don't, no reason. Oh. Just doing pretty good. Okay. It's, <laughs> it's, it's the weekend. That's true. Uh, That's the sun true. is, well, it's, it's not, not really here. Nah, it's not really a sunny day, but hey, we're alive. We're two 30-year-old men just talking about some wrestling. Stop it. <laughs> this is a couple of 30-year-old dudes talking about grappling, and I and I enjoy it. Anything, any follow-up, anything that you've had on your mind after our, our last episode of Andy Kaufman versus Jerry Lawler? Have you been uh, tortured by visions of pile drivers uh, since our last encounter? <laughs> Forgot about it. That was, that was nasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a bad one. It was a bad one. But uh, I'm glad that we established that. I'm, I'm glad I made the DVD purchase to help facilitate that whole thing. So uh, with that and now the rear view, we will be ranking our fifth match here today. That fifth match 
we're going to go into the land of extreme. That's mm. right. I know you're a big extreme sports guy, as we established last week. Big into the rollerblading, Ryan Murphy. <laughs> big right. into you the rollerblading. Yeah, thank you. Of course I remember. Yeah. So I saw that this is r- real. I actually saw this. I was out shopping uh, this past weekend with my wife. And as we were walking around the, uh, the mall, I saw somebody with a tattoo. Here's what the tattoo said. It said, R-Blade or die. R-Blade or die. Yeah. And when I saw that, I knew, okay, this is a sign that the universe needs me to inquire with Ryan Murphy a little bit more about this rollerblading topic. Was that was it just like the writing or was there some? Yeah, no, it was just writing. It was just text. R- it was on. It was on the back of her calf. It said "R blade or die," and it looked like uh, that can't be a rollerblading reference. What the hell else could it? I be? don't know, but like, why? What do you mean? R blade. I've never heard R blade. Why would you just leave it at R blade? Because your calf's well, or, or not like blade she's or a, die. Kind of lady. I mean, blade could. Was be... it R hyphenated blade? If, if people thought. That if she just had a blade or die, then she like people are like oh she must really like Wesley Snipes or something like that, and that wasn't the vibe she was trying to give off. So our blade then f- further solidifies. Was it hyphenated? No, okay. it was just our blade as if it was one word. Oh. Our blade. So not like a Reddit thing, not like our blade, but it was our blade or die. It'd be funny if it was Reddit. And it was in blade. script, like you know um, Tim Burton movies. Mm-hmm. Thank God. It was like that script, yeah. you like in, in all those title sequences where it's like a spooky font. It looked like that on the back of her calf. Our blade or die. That's interesting. And that was the sign I needed from the universe. I, like, okay, this is this is where I was meant to be in my life. How old is she? Um, mid twenties. Oh, yeah, kind of like you know, punked out. Other tattoos that I couldn't really make out, but that was the one that I saw and focused in on and it's such an interesting tattoo i mean would you consider getting it <laughs> does it have to be on your calf our player die i mean you know your hair's a little I, long you can get on the back of your neck and just cover it up i think it was a tattoo guy maybe i'm not a, I'm not a tattoo guy <laughs> uh, well that's the front runner so far i think we can agree on that before yeah if i yeah, were if to, get had, tattoo, had to get a tattoo yeah our blade or die easily or you could just say blade or die yeah I'm, i might go with that blade trinity so underrated <laughs> i think soul skating huh soul skating soul skating soul sk- <laughs> what the you're you're dropping this <laughs> reference on me and you're chuckling about it just just go on is that like i've heard of soul surfing isn't that a movie that was a movie soul surfer I don't know. It was. Was it? Factually, I'm oh, saying okay. it. Not, yeah. Oh. I'm not putting I, it out into the ether never. for the hopes that somebody says something. I'm telling you. Soul, is it like, are they connected in any way? No. What is soul skating? I feel like I'm referencing this too much now. You've, you've never seen Brink? Brink 2, Val's Revenge. Not Brink 2, just the original Brink. So, okay. Let me take a quick step back, because I remember being dumbfounded at this whole story about you trying to find a not-porno online and then messaging the creators and yada, yada, yada. I did perform a search of Brink 2 Val's Revenge after our last session. I I think I found what you're talking about. I found that somebody had posted the half an hour or whatever it is, but there's no No audio. No sound. No audio. It's just video. Mm -hmm. But But the actual title of the video was called Disney's Brink 2 Val's Revenge. So... Is the original Brink 
a Disney film? It, it is, like a 1998. Uh, so we're talking like high school musical era. Or was that I've, too early? I, this is this is much earlier. Is it? I'm pretty sure High School Musical was like mid 2000s. Was it? Okay. No, I don't know what Brink is. No. Well, I, I feel like you're missing out. <laughs> what are you? Okay, you're gonna show me something. No, I'm not. Um, <laughs> I, I was I was curious as to when High School Musical came out. I was gonna look that up too. Yes, that was also my my uh, my thing. 2007 was the second one. Okay. Yeah, mid two thousands then. So this was nineteen ninety eight. You're saying? Yeah. What What the fuck is it? It's just a skating movie. Okay, it's a movie about skating. Oh yeah. And at this point in time, you were like big into skating. Yeah. Uh, so it was a big skating movie. You were also big into blading. Blade. <laughs> blading. Blading. Blades. Yeah. And so soul skating is a term from this film. It is. Is it just something stupid where it's like yeah. skate with all your heart it or is, something? It is okay. very much like, right. but it's like the premise of the movie. It's soul skating. Yeah. Okay. Well, then soul surfing sounds like it's pretty similar. Thank you for... how. Okay. I feel like I did a disservice by not probing into this more last week, but like that was the longest episode in the history of the world, so That's I didn't fine. really feel like it was necessary. So when did you get into rollerblading? I, I got a pair of rollerblades when I was like seven or eight. No. Yeah. Okay. So around seven or eight, and then how long did you kind of stick with it? Not very long. Like a year less? Yeah, maybe. We used to we used to play hockey like roller roller hockey on them. Really. Okay. Yeah. Like in the street. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's all American fun. Oh yeah, it was. It was great. But sure. I didn't stick with it. I didn't get good or anything. <laughs> uh, but something about it, some kernel of that. Yeah, being eight and like seeing any movie like that's you know. Sure. Yeah. That, but. But then you, as a 30-year-old man, purchased yes. rollerblades. I, <laughs> was there any any rollerblading that happened between 8 and 30? Uh, yeah, I went, I went to the skate park once. Okay. Landed right on my tailbone. Is that after some skaters shoved you over? Or? No, I tried to like... Yeah. <laughs> so we, we... I don't know if you know where it's 10 years. It was a long skate back into downtown Snohomish. We skated all the way. Like we... Had our blades over our shoulders all day, and Your like blades. <laughs> then you know, and then we uh, we skated the Centennial Trail back to downtown Snohomish. People uh-huh. probably don't know where this is, but anyway, sure. I tried to drop in, <laughs> and, which is uh, a skating term. Sure, yeah, yeah. You're dropping in. I tried to drop in, and I just ate it. Okay, and uh, that was pretty... how old were you when this happened? Twelve. So eight year old Ryan. Played a little bit of, did some blading out on the street, decided, eh, not for me. Then fast forward, you're 12, you're dropping in at skate parks. Dropping in. <laughs> eating shit. Oh, yeah. And then nothing else until you that was it, are yeah. 29? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know, and what I don't an know. Interesting I don't know what leave. compelled me to, like, buy these skates. I saw them, I think, whoa. I don't know what it was, it, but I, I saw... Do you just love a good deal? I, well, it wasn't a great deal. <laughs> it wasn't even a great deal. The skates were kind of expensive. Like, I don't know like, who looks at rollers. Are we calling skates or blades? They were like $130. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. $130 skates or blades. Is there a difference? Skates these have are, like wheels, right? Yeah, blades these, are like, these have three wheels on them, so it's not even a standard four. Um, but they're, And they're pretty large, too, so they're supposed to, like, you're supposed to get a little bit more skates. speed. Yeah, skates. Okay. Not blades. I call them blades. But they aren't, technically. I don't know what the difference is. I'm just... I'm exploring the space right now. 
it, a blade, in my mind, a roller blade has like more narrow wheels, where it's like not a full. I think roller roller blades used to be considered like the one, like the four. You had four wheels right in a row, as okay. opposed to roller skates, where you had two on the front, two in the back. Oh, that was kind of the the okay. difference where you would yeah. Okay. So like that, you know, a blade would be all right because it's it's all in line. <laughs> Okay, sure. Uh, why not? Yeah. So, um, so for so no for no discernible reason, you decided I'm gonna buy these 100. I did. I thought I was gonna skate around our little neighborhood, and there's some side. I thought I was gonna. Yeah. I I, I really and I skated once. Is this after? This is after you bought your house. Yeah. Oh yeah. This was uh, this was like in March. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You bought you. You're a homeowner. Yeah. Who decides? I want to just. Roller skate around the neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I can't imagine being neighbors with someone like you. <laughs> like, just watching you go up and down the street on your roller. Of course, it only happened one time from the sounds of it. It did. It did. And then your ankles decided. Yeah, it hurt us. really bad. Um, <laughs> it was a lot of pain. Also, very, like, physically exhausted after that. And I didn't even skate that far. Where are those skates right now? They're in my truck. I'll, I'll, I'll show you. Right now they are? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They haven't they haven't been removed from my truck since I since I took that uh, that trip on the Centennial Trail. Okay, yeah. noted. Well, if, if there's anybody who's willing to make a reasonable offer offer to Mr. Ryan, Mer are you willing to sell your your skates? I guess I should establish mm. that before I put this out into the world. If you're willing to make a reasonable offer, uh, he will accept reasonable offers for his. They're like 130 dollars, right? Which I would say reasonable. I mean, we're talking one time use. I mean, oh, you, yeah, you yeah. are a heavy sweater, um, so there's probably some <laughs> light stains. I'd say one one twenty five. If you're willing to, just tweet us at at Hardmark Podcast uh, on Twitter. Let us know. Uh, we're we're accepting all all you know serious inquiries. Tell us why you're passionate about skating. Yeah, exactly. Tell us your experience yeah. watching Disney's Brink <laughs> and how that affected you and your soul skating. Uh, is there any other extreme sports, Ryan, that you you would say that you're a, a fan of, or at least uh, an aficionado of? Mm, I really I used to snowboard. You used to snowboard. How about skiing? No, I I want to, but I haven't. Uh, I haven't okay. skied. Snowboarding? Whatever. Do you ski? I don't do any of these things that we're talk, <laughs> talking about. You never have. Uh, I've never skied. Oh. I've no. Well. <laughs> I've never really skateboarded. I've sat on a skateboard and like. Um, with my feet, mm. I would hit the, push myself with both my feet while sitting on my butt. On just a regular skateboard, yeah. not like a longboard or anything. No, just, oh. no, just it was whatever. You got it out there. You tried exactly. Yeah, I, I didn't attempt to stand. <laughs> That's dangerous. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, I never surfed. Uh, for for a lot of these things, I just don't see. There's not a whole lot of benefit for me. But you. You never you've been to Hawaii. Yeah. You never tried like the surfing lessons or anything because like no one who does it is any. I did it. Yeah. It was hard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it hurt. Yeah, because it. So I don't know. I don't know about surfing. There's a lot of rocks in the water. You and you're not selling me on any of this. This, this I'm just surprised. Most people like go to Hawaii and that's the thing they like. They look for. I'm gonna I'm gonna go try surfing lessons because they're not that expensive there. Sure. You go out there it's, for it's an hour. a miserable time. <laughs> it didn't hurt. <laughs> I'm not a strong swimmer, so like for me, like I can swim a little bit. I'm yeah. more of a pool guy. Yeah, but you're in like three feet of water. Well, I don't know that. I did. I I never researched it. I yeah. just know that hey, I'm out in the ocean here. Like I'm not a great swimmer. I don't really want to be out. You know, yeah, you're in like three feet of water. You're standing the entire time. 
Well, if I had you to feed me with this information, I could have made an appropriate decision. But, you know, every time... I did kick a sea turtle in the face. On, by mistake? On accident, yeah. yeah. No, not intentionally. Just like... Were you just swimming around like above water? Yeah, I was just swimming around uh, just on a random beach outside of huh. Honolulu, yeah. and my foot hit something, and I thought it was one of the people I was with. I looked up, and I saw the person that I was with, and I thought they were the person I kicked. Mm. So I was like, but if you're here, then who? And I turned around, and it was a uh, turtle. That would have freaked me out a little bit. Yeah, it was big. It yeah, was a big turtle. They, they are. You see them just, like, and they flow right by. It's kind of cool. Yeah. I didn't kick one, but... Take uh, a toe out. Uh, I also saw... What did I see giving birth? A seal? I saw a seal give birth? Hmm. It wasn't actually in the process of birthing, but it was in labor. Nice. Yeah. So th- these are the things that I do... <laughs> In lieu of of extreme sports lessons. The reason that I'm bringing up all these extreme sports and extreme topics, uh, the 90s, we lived through them. We loved them. But what was really big throughout the 90s was extreme. Just the the buzzword around extreme seems like everything had an extreme version to it, etc. X Games. The X Games. Uh Uh-huh. Who could forget Tony Hawk and his 900? There you go. Yeah. Um, I can't remember anyone else that ever participated in the X Games besides Tony Hawk or off the top of my head. Maybe... Travis Pastrana. Sure, okay, that's a good name. I think he's Ryan, a... Ryan Nyquist. Ryan, Ryan Nyquist, Ryan Nyquist. What did he do again? He's a BMX guy. Okay. There's one more big one that... Uh, he had, I think he had a video game. What was his name? Oh, you saying that... Uh, Matt... Matt Hoffman was, but it wasn't his game. Yeah, Matt Hoffman had a, a video game. Did he? Yeah, it was like an offshoot of Tony Hawk. Yeah, no. It, he Matt might, Hoffman he, Pro BMX. Okay, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Okay. Interesting. There's one more guy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think of it eventually. He was like the big name, even bigger than Hoffman. Oh, and BMX? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I tried to watch. I did watch the X Games here and there. I could never get into BMX. I was also a big BMX ever. Player. Like for me, every trick looked like okay. I'm sitting on the seat now. I'm not. Or it looked like I'm going to twirl the bike once, and then that was the the trick. I did the technical element of it, I couldn't really get into. Skateboarding, I sort of like followed very casually a little bit. I remember seeing like the Rodney Rodney yeah, Mullen yeah, videos yeah. where he would like just grind on like the top of the skateboard, and I thought that was incredible. But uh, do you ever play as the video games? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, those yeah. are great. The Tony Hawk, great yeah. games. Do you have a, a favorite? I I like Tony Hawk's Underground one. Like Tony Hawk's Underground. Oh yeah. Get out of my house. But I I thought okay, <laughs> the 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 original like Tony Hawk's like they had the great soundtracks. They did. They yes. Great soundtracks. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that was kind of what. But yeah, as far as gameplay, Tony Hawk's Underground first one. Huh. Dave Dave Mira, by the way. Okay, Dave, okay. Yeah. I know that name. Yeah. I don't know him personally. Okay. We haven't had the pleasure of acquaintance yet. Yeah. But Dave Mira, if you're listening, I would love to meet you. We could talk about the X Games and all the BMX cool, uh, they call them pegs, right? Peg, pegs, yeah. Peg trips. If you ever want to get pegged, uh, Dave Mira, I'm here. <laughs> I'm well said. Thank you. So, yeah, the reason I'm bringing all this extreme uh, topics to the to the limelight here is because Wrestling was no exception no. to the to the extreme bug, so to speak, that was going around through the '90s. So there was a. We've talked a little bit about the WWF. We we kind of have an inkling over 
you know, Vince McMahon's mighty WWF lording over the rest of the wrestling uh, landscape of the world throughout the 80s and 90s. Um, we've also talked a little bit about WCW, your, your favorite as a, as a child. But there was a third major company in the United States, and they were known as ECW, Extreme oh, Championship. Got to take it up a notch. That's right. Yeah, you got to keep it. Because it wasn't extreme enough. <laughs> All those other organizations? Yeah. Pussies. Yeah, right. That's what it sounds like. This is the real deal. Yeah. Uh, so they were based out of Philadelphia. They were much, much smaller than either WWF or WCW. They had a, a, a cult following. They had some broadcasting. Eventually, they had national broadcasting, but it took uh, a good few years before they kind of established that uh, that footing. But yeah, today, we're going to be watching a, a match from Extreme Championship Wrestling that I think that uh, will be very good. I think you'll enjoy it. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the participants of today's matchup. Uh, so first, we have a guy named Taz. He originally started out in the late, I think very tail end of the 80s, early 90s. Uh, his name was the Tasmaniac originally. In fact, let me just, uh, and I'll, I'll post this on our social media channels. This is a lot like the Tasmanian devil. Is that what he's going for? Absolutely okay. right, my friend. Right. Absolutely right. I had a friend growing up who had a bunch of Taz memorabilia. Like, all <laughs> as a kid, that was his, like, blankets, little action figures, like, the whole thing. He was just... Do you think, Do you, have you kept in touch with this person? Uh, he was, like, my best friend growing up through, like, high school. I see him occasionally, like, if we got to the bars or something, but not. Does he still have Taz? I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but it was it was pretty decked out, and it was, like, his thing. I can't think of a way of picking up women more than having a room fully decked out in Looney Tunes, but specifically Taz-related memorabilia. Well, as he got older, it was more like Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition, like, all over his walls. So. Well, that's a natural sort of... Uh, like, it was, it might have been a tad excessive. <laughs> um, I mean, so many people have made that jump from, from Taz, the Tasmanian yeah, Devil. Yeah, it did. It was, to, like, one extreme to the to the next. Uh, uh, Brooklyn Decker. You know, <laughs> that's that's fairly common. Yeah. You know. Uh, but here here's a picture. I'll post, again, I'll post this picture on our social media. Here's a picture of, of him... As that character. That's the Tasmaniac. Mm, okay. So what happened to the Tasmaniac, and in fact, this is another thing that uh, I can, I can, you and I can watch, but there is, he, he had his neck broken. You'll never guess. Pile what driver. Moved. It was a pile driver, no, as a matter of fact. No. It was an assisted pile driver. It was where not only are you being pile driven, that's the past, past. Right, past tense. Past tense of that. Yeah. Uh, but somebody else is grabbing your, your legs, so like they're up on the rope, and then they're supposedly like pushing your legs down to generate more force on you. That's, right onto your neck. Right, right on your yeah, neck, which is the, the strongest part of your body. <laughs> so he legitimately got his neck broken, as the story goes, which it's wrestling, so sometimes you have to take things with a grain of salt, but he is, Taz himself has maintained that he walked to the hospital after having his neck broken. Uh, I assume they put him on a stretcher, and then he's saying he walked from the stretcher to the hospital. Or uh, I think he walked to the locker room and then walked to the. So the he was a, he. So was like he broke like some sort of vertebrae or something like like not a. Well, I mean, he wasn't uh, paralyzed. He wasn't paralyzed. No, no, he. So but he like, just broke his neck. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I get it. Like you know, uh, pussy. <laughs> I that's 
That's why I was wondering. So he broke his neck, but he could walk. Yeah, no, it wasn't like a Christopher Reeves neck break. Right, it was right. it was a little bit less severe. Where yeah, it's you know non non paralyzed. Oh, yeah, um, probably some nerve damage, but uh, but nothing where he couldn't you know walk ever again. Yeah. And so he was out for the better part of a year. And when he came back, so this was in like the mid nineties. I want to say around ninety four, ninety five ish. Which around that same point in time was about when the UFC started becoming like more popular, at least more well known among like the college circuit and just, you know, combat sports and things like that. Mm. So he was smart enough. I, he, he had done a lot of training in judo when he was younger. So he was smart enough to kind of like see that and like, okay, I need to change things up. I'm not going to be like this. Uh, sort of Islander style character anymore. So when he came back, it was basically a version of himself. He shortened his name to just Taz. And his character when he came back from injury was I'm going to suplex people onto their heads with the intention of breaking their necks. First of all, just coming back after breaking your neck doing this. Yeah. Worth it, for sure. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come back with a vengeance like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so like... It, Generally speaking, in, in pro wrestling, you're, like, you're not trying to hurt people. You're not trying to injure them. Like it's a it's a coordinated effort between both people to, you know, right. simulate a fight. So it wasn't, especially in the United States back then. It was rare that you'd see people getting like literally just dumped on top of their heads. But like that was his character, and I guess presumably he was doing it somewhat safely. But a lot of the things that he was doing to guys looked fucking dangerous. But he, but it got him over. People fucking bought it. This dude, so the guy that you saw the picture of, he's probably no more than 5'6", max. Maybe even shorter than that. But, like, over the course of the next few years, they had everyone believing that is the fucking toughest wrestler in the world. (laughs) He could beat up any other wrestler from WCW or WWF. And that's really what ECW did well. It's like they played into people's strengths to the point where you could just feasibly see like oh yeah Taz oh yeah I can kill anybody else did they ever cross over into other other leagues was that so what was more common the, the answer to your question is yes what was more common was you would have guys who their contract expire with one organization mm. they jump over to another yeah uh, there was a point where ECW and the WWF did do some cross promoting and so Taz did wrestle on WWF shows as a part of ECW mm. um, but that was fairly short lived and his opponent for this match that we'll be watching, you're going to love this. This dude's name is Bam Bam Bigelow. Bam, Bam, Triple B. If you're a fan Triple. of alliteration, this guy is the guy for you. Uh, I was actually talking to Heather about him. She, she hadn't uh, seen him before. I'm going to paint a picture okay. for you right now. I already have one. I want to see how well the, the picture matches up to the picture okay. in your brain. So this is a, I'm going to say, I think he's about 6'6". Six, six. 370 pounds, uh, former bounty hunter from New Jersey. And, I mean, to complete the picture, it's hard to, to really do him justice without talking about this part. He had flames tattooed on his skull. Ah, uh, so he's a bald guy? Bald guy uh, with, yes, with where his hairline would be. So think of like a widow's peak, like a very prominent widow's peak, but flame tattoos on the top of his scalp. <laughs> Do you have a, an adequate picture at this moment? No, well, just because you said bounty, I don't think you like Dog the Bounty Hunter, but like bald and like, you know, that's, uh, yeah. that's fair. Yeah. All right, so let me. Looks like, it doesn't look like, is that really it? That's it looks like a drawing. 
Yeah. The good looking guy. I know, right? <laughs> I think he's missing some teeth. I don't know is how he? clear that is in, in these pictures here. Yeah, that, that looks like a guy I wouldn't want to... Uh, There's an up close and personal. He's got the facial hair, too. Yeah, he's got everything. Mustache, he's got yeah. everything you would need. Yikes. So that's the match. So the match is Bam Bam Bigelow, six foot five, former bounty hunter, probably got a solid foot over Taz, uh, just to kind of flesh out the remaining things here. So Taz is one of the champions of ECW at this time. He's the television champion, which traditionally for a lot of companies, they have like the world title and they have other titles underneath that. Kind of as you're making your way through the ranks, you have something to be fighting for. So he's the television champion. Bam Bam is wrestling for the television champion. Bam Bam's from New Jersey. As we mentioned, the match takes place in New Jersey, but Bam Bam double-crossed Taz. So Taz is out for revenge. <laughs> so so you could look at it as, yeah, is the okay. home, hometown boy going to win, or is Taz going to get revenge from being double-crossed? How, how, how big is Taz? What would you say? He's 5'6". I think he's then, like 5'6". And then how much did he weigh? Um, he's probably, he's pretty stout. I'd say he's like 260, 270. So he's still... Short by hundred pounds. Yeah, no, he's right. he's substantially smaller than Bam Bam. Even and, as and, a, and his and his go-to move is the the pile driver. He's out to break necks. He's not doing pile drivers. He what he'll do is he will grab. Like, are you familiar with the, what a suplex is? Hmm. That's fine. So, like, there's all sorts of different. Basically, a suplex is just throwing somebody. Oh, okay. <laughs> suplex is pretty much a, a catch-all term for I'm going to throw you somewhere. So he would do all sorts of different suplexes, but most of the suplexes, the guy would land on their head. Like, that's what he was targeting. So okay. they'd, like, grab him by the waist, toss him over his head, and then they'd splat on their head. Or he'd, like, grab him by the neck, throw him over his head, and they'd do that. So that was a lot okay. of his offense. His yeah. finishing move was a judo submission uh, hold. called He called the Taz mission. I guess in judo it's called the cock. Katsuhajime, something like that. Oh, but basically, it's like a chokehold. You know, he may not necessarily be able to suplex Bam Bam, but he could certainly chokehold okay. Bam Bam. All right. And then Bam Bam's finisher, I think, is like a oh, it's like a pile driver, actually. <laughs> it's a pile driver. Yeah, it's a pile driver. That's the backstory of the match. Uh, anything I, sh- I sh- anything that you would like me to flesh out for you? No, it's good. That gives me a good okay. Idea. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Let's move along. I guess the last things I wanted to say around Bam Bam. So he's one of the few guys who was, and he showed up in the late 80s, but still he was like an 80s big guy wrestler, which usually that means that they're not going to move very much. (laughs) They're not going to do a whole lot. Uh, Pretty much just very basic elementary style stuff. Bam Bam was super agile for his size. Like he would frequently do cartwheels. Ah. I can't um, even do a cartwheel. I, I know. And he would do pretty good cartwheels, if I remember right. Um, he also could do, like, moonsaults, which is like a backflip from the top rope. Nice. So he was, like, very, very agile for a big guy, a big guy wrestler. And yeah, he's kind of one of the people around. that helped legitimize ECW. Is like, okay, this is an actual third company that is viable and can exist. Because a lot of times in ECW, you kind of had guys that maybe weren't good enough to make it in the other two organizations. Yeah. So he, he helped legitimize them as a company. So, mm. uh, well, why don't we get right to it? I know everybody's been waiting for it. <laughs> Ryan's Corner! There's, 
there's nothing more that I like than a fresh cut lime. What you got for thanks, us this week, thanks Ryan? Again. Thanks again, Eric. You're welcome. Great introduction. Yeah. Uh, do you not have anything? Well, I mean, okay, you, just, just today, if we're going to have to bring something... I mean, you brought up foosball last time. I, I This week, I've seemed to have dealt with roundabouts a lot. <laughs> uh, okay. Sure. So, I... I talked to an older woman and she just, she was so upset with roundabouts and like how they're becoming very popular here and she, she despised them. Okay. And I've never heard anything negative about roundabouts. As far as like I know, they, they really help the flow of traffic and uh-huh. very popular in Europe. But so that was going on and she just kind of like went into how she, um, you know, like government's coming in and making all these around like liberals and like blah you know like what yeah she's kind she of she was blaming liberals for was, roundabouts was, yes it was moving in that direction pretty <laughs> rapidly um you know city of all that so but today i was i was driving and i saw some like i don't even know how he did it but he got in the round it's a one-lane roundabout and he went the wrong way oh shit. he's in it the wrong like completely like i i don't i don't there's he took a left when he was supposed to take a right. It goes right. Yeah, you, go, you I don't know because there's a barrier, right? Like, you know, going out probably Holy 20 shit. feet. I don't know how he got in it going the wrong way, but he's You just, saw this today? Yes, today. Like, wow. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I like roundabouts. Yeah. I think there's a lot of folks... You drip them. I am. I'm d- d- terribly... <laughs> yeah. I think there's a lot of people... Who don't know how to drive in roundabouts, and that creates problems. But that also creates a safer intersection for people who don't. Not know. if they don't know how to use it. It does though, because people are going slower when they get into roundabouts because they don't. They're unfamiliar. Don't know how to use them. So there's you're going to see like less accidents, unless I mean, unless you go the wrong way in a roundabout. But that that's part of it. Is like people slow down so much that. There is, like, from my understanding, I haven't looked at any data or anything, but significantly less access hopping into, into roundabouts. So you're saying that roundabouts are safer than, um, like, a, a traffic light lights would or, be yeah. because people are going slower because they don't know how to use them? That's my understanding. Of, That's an interesting take. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, I think I, it makes sense to me. I... They are they are weird as someone can be like sometimes you just like okay like who has the the right away like I always like run up to them and then like shit. <laughs> I don't I I pers- there's a lot of them in Seattle that are like tiny like little mini yeah. roundabouts mm-hmm. where like that one can I, I've been confused about that when I wasn't really paying attention before. Yeah. Um, but for like an actual proper roundabout with like multiple yeah. entry and exit points, that shit should be like known for everybody now and yeah. the, the fact that some lady would blame liberals <laughs> for the existence of roundabouts I that's are you, are you, so strange are you surprised though that she like I'm not <sighs> no I, I saw this I'm... coming like a mile away and it just <laughs> rolled right into it I don't know where roundabouts tie into the liberal agenda yeah. though I guess no, that's I know. Um, where I, I'm struggling to uh, should have got her more into it well, you know, I, I, you yeah. you were in a, a position that you couldn't really argue back. I guess I wouldn't have. I would have totally agreed with her. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Okay, yeah, that's, yeah. I had no idea people felt that strongly about roundabouts. I, I didn't either. I was pretty surprised. Uh, I not to to monopolize your time here, but I also had something recently. Mm-hmm. I saw something online, and I thought it was too. I thought it was too interesting not to bring up to you. So. Selfishly, I was hoping that you wouldn't have a Ryan's Corner topic, but you did. I, did. I, brought, I really brought it today. And what a topic. 
But I also, as a bonus, yeah. Ryan's got two corners today. I'm going to hit you with this question, and I think it's a good one. So which of the following options is less impossible? So which one do you have the best chance yeah. of accomplishing? Okay? A hit in a Major League Baseball game, a basket in an NBA game, or a touchdown in an NFL game. Which is the least impossible? Uh, oh. And this would just be like, like if we hop Pl- into any Plug of you into, yeah. not necessarily against you know the best team, but like a yeah. mid-level okay. team, all things being equal. What was the, catching a touchdown or throwing a touchdown? Or does it matter? Just, uh, just... Uh, I would say for the touchdown one, either catching or, or rushing, if you'd somehow okay. think that would be easier, but it probably wouldn't be. I think, oh, I think shoot, making a basket in an NBA game would be the, the easiest. What? Yeah. No way! Mm-hmm. How tall are you? Six foot. Six not foot. a chance. Like six one, six two. Everybody, not only are they taller than you, but they've got, like, the wingspan of people much taller than okay. themselves. Okay. Okay. And you're not, I For, mean, if your ankles can't hold up to the rigorous... First of all, I... I can shoot a basket. Like Sure. Yeah. I by yourself at the YMCA. <laughs> that's true. But yeah. not with a f- hand in your face. Right, but you're but the other options are hitting a just, is it just hitting a baseball? Well, get I think the the idea is you're you're a hit. A hit. So okay, not only okay. are you you're making contact, but you're, you're also getting to first base. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You, that's the hardest thing to do in sports. Bullshit, that's the hardest it thing is. to do in sports. The, the, I can bunt. The, the, <laughs> Are you I fast? Button make Are you it? fast? I could sprint. How far is it from home? 90 feet. I could sprint 90 feet. <laughs> I could sprint 90 feet. Give me a little bit of time to stretch. I could sprint 90 feet. There, statistically, that is the hardest thing to do. It's Stop up. saying statistically. It, you have no true. statistics to back this up the whatsoever. The best players in the league are getting out in some form seven out of ten times. The best players in the league. If you hit 300, that is an exceptionally good batting average. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you think you're just going to get up there and bunt? Well, okay, let's use, let's use your... Yeah, I could if I needed to. See, the problem the problem with your logic is yeah. there's all these different scenarios where, like, maybe somebody's trying to hit a home run. They're not just trying to get to first base. So, in that scenario... I'm not saying that. I'm saying getting just any sort of hit. Yeah, but they're, what they're going for is different than what you and I would be going for. We're going, like, I'm getting to first base. Like, for me, that's my grand slam. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, like, somebody else, if they're trying to hit a home run, they're not necessarily focused on getting to Do you to know first what base. the success rate of getting to first base on a bunt is? It's probably, like... Is this, like, a sex thing, or you're talking about for baseball? Because <laughs> my first base percentage is very, very good. Is it? <laughs> yes. For you, congrats, I'm a good yeah. Kisser. Um, I I bet it's I bet it's under two hundred. I, I I bet it's ten to fifteen percent. So using your whole numbers thing, which all this Moneyball shit has gone to your brain. Imagine if there was a similar sort of system put into place for football for receivers specifically. So okay, let's say every single time that a that the ball is thrown to a particular receiver you're counting up an average and you're counting the times that they don't catch it you're counting the times that they make a touchdown you're counting the times that they don't make a a, a touchdown so like that's the percentage that we're dealing with in this scenario as opposed to what you're talking about i think the percentage would be lower for an nfl receiver if you're counting like 
if you're looking at it from a percentage-based standpoint of time, like weighing touchdown catches, touchdown receptions versus uh, incomplete passes yeah. and catches that don't result in a touchdown. Mm-hmm. That percentage is probably lower than your average batting average. Y- yeah, that's I, that's fine. So then but that's not, that, was, that wasn't the question, though. Yeah, it is. The question was, which one is the least impossible? Yeah, scoring so, a touchdown, getting a hit, yeah, or, or, or shooting a basket. Right, I'm saying shooting a basket. I'm just saying, I'm trying to show you how I'm canceling out the other two options. Okay. I'm not ordering. Do you want me to order them? Because I think... This is your corner. You can do whatever you'd like to in your corner. I think it would be... Like, if I were to hop in and play it, yes, I, I would be, it would be basket, hit, and then and then catching a football would be... Um, I thought you said that the baseball one was going to be the hardest one. You're, I'm just did saying... I argue, I'm, I'm did saying, I argue you, you up from but that? But, like, okay, no. I'm saying <laughs> it is the toughest thing to do in sports is to hit a baseball. Uh-huh. But if I were to hop into, like, an NFL game, like, just... Just me. Right now. You right now. No preparation. Yeah. You're just hopping I'm in. I'm very slow. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to be defended by someone who is very tall, very in shape. Yeah. There's there's no... There's not a chance I'm going to be able to score a touchdown. I would probably... Everything dr- you just I, said, you could also apply to basketball. No, because if I... Okay, if, but if I got open, I could just... You wouldn't get open. <laughs> That's not a possibility. A guy sets a screen for me. I get out there and I get, and I just I nail it. I, I you know I get one quick shot off. Okay, is that your strategy? So that would your be strategy, my strategy is yeah. somebody sets a screen for you. We're talking like three pointer or like get Whatever. as close as you realistically could before you hit like the big men in the in the middle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Although I knock threes down all day. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. I okay. I guess with the potential of like maybe have a really good screen setter, I might be more yeah. inclined to agree with you. But I still think that baseball would be the pick because like there's nobody actively guarding you in baseball. Like there's no one who's like shoving you or like physically imposing anything on you. It's just have you, you hit that when, ball. When was, have you played baseball before? Did you? I got my. I put my trophy out since the last time that we. Uh, <laughs> You did? Yeah. I'll uh, show it to you. From, from when? Like, I would have been in, like, fifth grade. Okay. I'm not trying to take anything away from your trophy. I respect that. Yeah. It's it got, like, hologram I, stuff. I totally it. respect that. It's a nice trophy. The Yankees. I, I I want you to... I don't know how you get this. Maybe go to the batting cages. I don't know. Stand in there and watch, like, a like a 65-mile-an-hour pitch come at you. Mm-hmm. You'll probably back up. We're probably back. I remember playing and like, this is when I found out I wasn't going to be good at baseball anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that I was good before. I used to play like wiffle ball in the backyard or like with a tennis ball and uh-huh. a lot of fun. Sure. But then we were playing in this league. It was like 12 to 15 and like <laughs> me and a bunch of like friends, were, we were playing and this guy got up and we were like, this kid's like, this kid's not 15. There's no way. He's like, He's probably like graduated high school already. We take this guy, HGH. Yeah, this guy is throwing like eighty miles an hour, and we are sitting there like spinning away from like pitches that are right down the middle. We're like, "Fuck this! <laughs> nothing. Want nothing to do with it." But that is insane. And this guy was throwing pretty straight. But then you got like pitches where they're throwing huge curveballs, and the balls are moving all over the place. Even if you get in and you're looking at eighty-five miles an hour, and you try to hit a pitch that's going right down the middle, you're not going to touch it. What What's the average? Uh... What's the average speed of a of a pitch in Major League Baseball? Like eighty eight to ninety, probably. Really? 
That's and that's, that's average. average. Yeah, I mean, you have guys who can throw like ninety-eight to one hundred and two. That's pretty rare. But like, are most pitches like fastball pitches? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of like the go-to just to like throw people off. like because they they throw like what they do like this is baseball. They'll throw out your head. Yeah, get sure. you to back off, and then they'll throw one right down on the other side, like you know, um, like just on the lower outside corner of the plate. It's a strike, but now you're, you're hitting so many things right now. They, you're getting they, real worked up. I can tell. <laughs> I just think it's incredibly difficult to hit a baseball. Um, I think you're putting the pussy on a pedestal right now. I, I, think, I think you're too attached to baseball, and you can't think about this objectively. If I just stuck my bat out, I'm bound to like hit something, right? <laughs> like if I just had my bat out. But you gotta hit it fair too, right? Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, as long as I'm making contact, that's all that's important. So you do a bunt. I I could, I could bunt my way to first base. I could bunt my way to first base, and you could hypothetically you could luck out and just hit the ball where they ain't, and that would be the end of it. Yeah, but I think you're downplaying like what these guys do for a living. Have you seen? I think it's Ken Murphy. His um, he has a skate called like Never Bunt. Uh huh. Who's Ken Murphy? He's just does these baseball skits. Oh, he's <laughs> <laughs> famous baseball skitman. Yeah, Ken Murphy. Kent. Kent I'm, Murphy. I'm pretty sure it's Ken Murphy. I haven't okay. watched in a while. I'll send you one of these later. We'll we'll put bit. this we'll put this out onto the to the internet. We'll get other people's opinion. I think that we've stated. Is you seem like you have another no no one. no. I wanted to also say about something that um I I just wanted to I had a gas station store. I don't know how you. Yeah, you would have handled this. this so I, I go to the gas station. Is this today. a third Ryan's corner? It is, time? yeah. We're going <laughs> to. So I'm this woman, like driving, you know, with like, she's an older woman, you know. And she's yeah, driving she's with like woman. her hands clenched on the steering wheel. And Presumably she's very nervous. She has breasts. Presumably, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but she she pulls into the, into the, you know, the gas station and she doesn't move forward to the tank that's open, like right in front. And I'm right behind her, like the okay. whole. Okay. And I'm waiting for her to go. She never does. So, like, I pull around her and, yeah. and go. Okay. So, that was kind of the thing, number one. And then I fill up my tank, and this guy comes up to me after, like, I, I went inside to get some, like, chapstick or something. Uh-huh. And he's like, I need help. And he shows up with, like, this, like, five-gallon, like, gas tank. Like, he wants me to fill it up. You, no. And you're just a patron. Yes. I'm, ju- I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to take the, you know, the pump out of my, my, my tank and just leave. And he, yeah. And it's not like I'm stuck. Here's a, like a gallon. He, he's asking me to fill up this like five gallon, like take a gas on your card. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because I'm, because you, you have a pumping gas right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Five gallons. Uh huh. That's. And he, he was, he was a little demanding about it too. He's like, you know, like I, you know, I need, I need some help. But he didn't really say what he was just like, you know, like kind of Did like you help him. No, no, and, I, and, and like I, I, I felt a little bit bad because like I didn't know if he would, but he, the way he was like coming at it and the fact that it was this huge gas tank, I thought yeah. that was really odd. But Did he give you an explanation? No, of any nothing, kind? nothing. See, I feel like if they're if they're going to demand something of that, they need to come up with an appropriate like, sob so. story. Yeah, like oh, I'm stranded, back. Three miles back that way, I need to I need to fill up this tank. But from... even if you're, I mean, you don't need a gas tank that big. Who so he just that? went up to you, he's like, "Hey, fill this up." In, in a way, like I mean, he didn't he didn't, say, but he it was kind of implied that like he wasn't really asking. He was just like, you know, I, I need your help, and that's kind of it. Did you see this guy like making the rounds before he got to you? Or? He he did. He was asking. He was asking other people because like I, I saw like he was asking the woman who decided not to pull forward. And then, <laughs> 
I really thought this story was going to be about her, but you, you well, that was just the that was just the start of it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was weird. I, I just I huh. I don't know what I would have done. I I, I mean that's like fifteen bucks easy, you know. Yeah. I, I'm not I'm not gonna. I could have get I guess given them like a gallon or something, but I sure. I don't know. I have a tendency to get like flim flammed by by people sometimes. What do you like, mean flim flammed? I just like sometimes I'm too nice and allow myself mm. to to assist people, and then like. I regret doing so. Like I very, very seldom do I ever do a good deed for somebody and then come out, come out of that thinking that was worth my time to do that. Uh, like there was somebody who I helped jump his car mm. uh, at the park and ride, like within the past, I don't know, six months or something like that. And like, oh my God, that guy was driving such a piece of shit and like just smelled of BO yeah. and it was just uh, miserable. There's another guy that was panhandling also at the park and ride when, yeah. when you know it. He he was asking for money, and I begrudgingly gave him some. And then he wanted me to walk with him to find cigarettes. And that's where I drew the line and said, no, I, I'm waiting for the bus. <laughs> why, why did he want you to go find cigarettes with him? Like- so... He he wanted money for cigarettes. Yeah, but, but then you gave like, him money, right? And I gave him money. Yeah. How much did you give him? Ten bucks? No. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen you more engaged with a line of questioning than you just were right then. Uh, I, it was like a one or a five. Oh, okay. It wasn't. Uh, no, ten, ten I, wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't part with. Five, maybe. But no, he, he was asking me, do you know where I can buy cigarettes? And so I told him, well, I think that there's a, like, corner store, like, right just across the street over there. And I pointed, like, literally right in the direction of where that store would be. And so he motions with, like, hey, come with me. He gave me, like, the come along motion. And I'm like, no, I'm waiting for the bus. I can't I can't leave. I have to stay and wait for my, my bus. That's weird. I it was like weird. Yeah. It was a little strange. That would annoy me. <sighs> yeah. And then, of course, I tore a ligament in my knee helping somebody. But, you know. Yeah. So, good stuff. No good deed goes unpunished. Exactly. Yeah. Fuck me. Never helping anyone ever again. Yeah. Uh, anything else? That's it. <laughs> Needed to get that off my uh, off my chest. I could see. I could see why. All right. Well, um, in that case, we are going to take a quick commercial break. Now, as far as anybody who would like to follow along with our chronology here. Uh, this is going to be another match that uh, is going to be accessible via the WWE Network. You might be able to find it elsewhere. Um, it's possible. Uh, look for Bam Bam Bigelow versus Taz. Go ahead, give it a watch, or you can hear our summary right after this commercial break. Thanks, everybody. Back in a minute. Hey, everybody. Just want to let you all know this is going to be the last of the Gold Belly commercials for the Hard Mark podcast. So if you've been wondering, where's that referral link? I want to help support the show. Well, unfortunately, there is no referral link. But we'll have some great new sponsors coming up on future episodes, so don't you worry about that. But I didn't want to just leave you with nothing, so for this episode, we have a little hidden gem for you. I actually had Ryan record his own Gold Belly ad, so you'll get to experience the full unedited glory of Ryan Murphy attempting to read advertising copy. So without any further ado, enjoy! Hi everybody, this is Eric Donaldson with Ryan Murphy from the Hard Mark Podcast. And this week when we're doing our food exploring on behalf of Gold Belly, we've made a trip down the barbecue highway to Brisket County. And I know that everyone's probably sick and tired of hearing me blabber on about food, so let's let Ryan tell you a little bit about it. Thank you, Eric. Your beard looks great as always. 
Thank you, Eric. Your beard looks great as always. Hey, everybody. Ryan Buford Murphy here. And if and if there's anything that gets me harder than baseball or wispy goatees, it's Texas brisket. Sn Snow's Barbecue was named the number one barbecue in all of Texas. And you know what they say, everything is bigger in Texas. Well, if you thought they were just talking about... <laughs> if you thought they were just talking about wee-wees when they said that, you need to see this brisket. Well, <laughs> four pounds of velvety, velvety, buttery meat that will melt into your moist, demanding chasm. 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 Okay. This is going to be a lot of editing. Yeah. Four pounds of velvety, buttery meat that melt into your moist, demanding chasm. This oak-smoked brisket is the stuff of dreams are made of. Featuring a tender, silky center surrounded by a beautiful smoke ring and perfectly seasoned bark. Plus, you get your choice between original sweet and spicy sauce to top it off. <laughs> you prefer ribs, barbecue turkey breast, or maybe the... Okay. You prefer ribs, barbecue turkey breast, or maybe you want to take the plunge into the best Texas barbecue feast, a mouth-watering package of tender pork spare ribs, juicy smoked sausage, and their signature brisket. No matter what your preference for the size, girth, or heat of the meat, you're going to love Snow's Barbecue. That's good. Yeah. Are you comfortable with that? I do your do your best on the Perfect. Yeah. Chasm. I I've Chasm. never I've never heard that. Uh... It's like a valley. It's like a like it's it's a, it's a gap between like a mountain area. It's a chasm. Oh. Yeah. Never heard of it. All right. So we just watched. Just minutes ago, we finished watching Bam Bam Bigelow versus Taz for the ECW Television Champion Championship, I should say. Unfortunately, Ryan dropped another one. Very unfortunate. Bam Bam took the win. Taz was your prediction. How are you feeling right now, Ryan? That didn't seem fair to me. <laughs> um, what makes you say that? What was unfair about it? The mat broke. Yeah, so just to set the stage, because I'm assuming most people probably didn't watch it, but if you did, it was a, a fun little match. But yeah, the ending of the match, so Taz had his signature finishing hold on Bam Bam, so he had him in the chokehold, he was up on Bam Bam's back, and then Bam Bam, while, and you may have actually caught this, Bam Bam was tapping out, mm -hmm. uh, submitting, but the referee couldn't see it, and so then he collapsed to the mat, and he fell with Taz on his back, and they fell through the actual mat itself, which no big deal. elicited a, a, a yelp from, from you. I don't think you were expecting that. I wasn't. <laughs> not sure how that's legal, but... It's ACW, and who knows? Oh, okay. You we know, we know about fair. what extreme sports are. That was, you know, the extreme sports wrestling edition. Yeah. But yeah, unfortunately, that uh, uh, that hurts your win-loss percentage. I think it's a, a dispute, but... Um... <laughs> You can, can move forward. You can take uh, it up with the governing yeah. body of, uh, of of this whole thing. So <clears throat> let me go through the match notes. We will take a, uh, a quick peek at this. My first note here is uh, Taz could be a nice guy. <laughs> That's the first. <laughs> he, just, he looks so upset, but he looks like one of those guys that, like, you know, could be like a, just a, I don't know, like some cuddly guy, you know. <laughs> Yeah, just like he, like his face, he's kind of like a, almost like a squishy looking, like. You're describing him the same way you describe like a pug. 
Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I, I don't know. Never... I just I just got that from him. Like he's trying a little too hard to. Was it the Taz tattoo that he had? Like, did you see that when he was kind of posing in the corner? A little Tasmanian devil tattoo on his arm. Was that it, or just the whole package? Just it, the was whole kind of, it was the package. His arms were like crossed and you know, <laughs> pudgy. Looked, like, yeah. You look nice. It's something that you want to have a beer with. Like, he could be a nice neighbor. You just never know he does this. You know? right, exactly. Like, you know, spare, yeah. Until he starts rolling. Great neighbor. Like brings over. You know, you can just go get some. Or you need borrow tools. Uh huh. Yeah. Right. You know, he's a little eccentric. He'll roll a blade around from time to time. Yeah. But aside from that, salt of the earth, good guy. Yes. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so Taz could be a no- nice guy. It seemed like, especially in the early portions of the match, you were really digging Taz. It seemed like you were really a big fan of what... His, I liked his moves a lot. He was just he was just bringing it full force. He just throw people around. Yeah. Like, none of it looked uh, like, you know... Like he was, he was going like you know, you know, a little bit easy on the guy to not, you know, not hurt. It just looked like he was throwing him over the ring, sure, into the crowd. Uh, <laughs> he just did whatever he wanted. But yeah, hundred percent. There was uh, there was no give there. I liked it. What did you think about the the throw into the crowd? Because you actually joked, oh, he's going to throw him into the crowd, and then. I mean, Five seconds later, he threw him in well, the I thought crowd. It looked like the fans were ready for it, too. They, they like, <laughs> knew it was coming, and they, they, they created a little space. I mean, like you said, there's beer and chairs all over the place, but yeah. they, they, you know, they got themselves out of the way. There was one guy, I know we, we will probably not get around to watching one of their matches, but there's a, a guy named Little Spike Dudley, who one of the major components of his whole character, his gimmick, was he would get thrown into the crowd by giant men. And then he was very small. He was probably like 130, 140 pounds, like tiny. And people would catch him. The crowd would catch him. And then they would crowd surf him around the arena <laughs> before, like, tossing him back into the... Uh, was he? Was that, like, a like a fan favorite thing? Or was yeah. he just kind of fucking with him? Like, you know, he's, a, he's like a good guy. Oh, so okay. he, he, he was known as the giant killer. So he would be, like, this, this tiny man in there against huge, like, six-foot-five, six-six dudes, and, like, he would try and take him out, but inevitably there would be a spot in the match where they literally throw him from inside of the ring out into the crowd. So we're talking, like, five, six feet of of airtime just Mm. into the the audience itself, which was always always fun. That sounds fun. Yeah, only in ECW, where apparently uh, lawsuits weren't uh, quite as as prevalent as elsewhere. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, that throw into the crowd was nuts, just on account of the fact like Taz had to have significantly taken like a, a big hit to the back of his head on that guardrail. That, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought there was gonna be blood. I was a little surprised because I'm a little surprised there wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. So suplex in the crowd. They fight in the crowd for a little bit. Around that point, we started trying to look for women in the crowd, of which there were. <laughs> we weren't sure. Yeah, it was, was, yeah. was unclear. It was a lot of long yeah. hair. Uh, from there. We talked about uh, Bam Bam. He went for that moonsault, which he missed. Um, the backflip move. And then you started... Uh, I don't know if I would go so far as to call it fat shaming, but you, you <laughs> seem to be down on the fact that Bam Bam was using his naturally gifted talent. He, just, of, he didn't do anything the entire match. He, he had no good moves. What he, about when he ran into Taz with his body? Yeah, that was fantastic. That was, if, you, if you, Ryan, uh-huh. were 350 pounds... Uh-huh. You're a 350-pound man. Wouldn't I'm, you want I'm to not, use your body? I'm not saying that he's doing it. I'm just saying I don't have to like it. I, <laughs> I, I didn't think that he did anything exceptional, anything, you know, like strategic or any, like, Taz threw this guy. I'm more impressed with this, like, throw over the ring than I was with his throw into the crowd. That was that first one was just blatantly, like, 
just power, right? Right over sure. the ring. Yeah. All this guy did was use his body weight and hit people with chairs. He tried to set up a table for like five minutes and he couldn't do it. <laughs> and then he got slammed into the table. You he know? did. Like, he did. And he did have a funny, like, it looked like he was doing this on the. Like, <laughs> what? What, do, what are you doing he right just, now? Yeah, that's right. We, uh, he, it was the way he flailed his arms, like in slow motion, as he was going down onto the table when he, okay. got, when he got thrown. Um, it, you know, it was, well, I didn't even catch that. So, like for me, and it looked like I think you and I were looking at different things. So I was watching Taz. Like Taz was doing like this weird bridge, but it was like slow motion. It was like a slow motion bridge. He like basically double legged Bam Bam. <laughs> slowly picked him up and then started to bridge and then put Bam Bam tummy first yeah. in the table. Yeah. So what was Bam Bam? He was flailing he like just, the whole time? I, I, mean, it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't that long, but he got a really good idea of his arms flailing like, <laughs> up in the air. Like, he was ready to, to do... And then, and then the, the whole, like, very dramatic, you know, very dramatic once he hit the table, and I, you know... Well, he's, yeah, he, try, try getting put through a, a hard, hard wooden table and, and coming back to, to life within, you know, the next minute and a half. Yeah, it may have taken Not, longer than that. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah. It could have been. Uh, let's see. So he talks about uh, there was a bit where they were fighting outside, and on account of all the speared, spilled beer and whatnot, there so was. I was surprised to hear those people drink. <laughs> uh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very. Um, I think you could accurately describe the people in the crowd as white 20 year olds who probably didn't. Um, put on a lot of deodorant. Yeah, I mean, the guy who was wearing the Pittsburgh Steelers jersey, I thought, pretty much summed it up. Oh, oh yeah, I remember yeah. that guy. Yeah, he was uh, good. But he's just a kind of a... But he, that's that's what I think of when I think of, you know... You think if I was going to generalize all the fans in the audience, that's who I would okay. uh, generalize. All right. Yeah. So you're not being an asshole to just to wrestling in, in, in general. You're just talking about this audience in specific. Yes. Okay. Yes. Good. Some guys had sunglasses on with like long black hair. <laughs> in, that guy, inside. yeah, you, you know, yeah. That guy was a regular. He like yeah? pretty much. If you watch any ECW show, odds are oh. you're gonna see that okay. dude front row. Fitting guy too. You could also generalize them as that. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. Uh, so Bam Bam slipped when he was trying to do a no. kick. Which wrestling kicks? One thing that you'll notice if you ever watch a guy throw a kick in wrestling, like so. So much wrestling is about just like the entire. Not just look, but also the sound of it. And so, like, the wrestling mats, they, you know, they're wood. They make a lot of noise when you do stuff. So a lot of times when dudes kick somebody, they'll stomp with, like, their other foot. So it'll be, like, a kick with your right, but then you'll stomp with the left. So, mm -hmm. like, it adds to sort of, like, what's going on yeah. there. He was doing that, even though it was outside the ring, it was on concrete. You wouldn't have been able to hear anything. But he was doing that out of instinct. And so when he, like, stomped and left his foot... I think his foot gave out and he just kind of slipped off. He didn't do a very good job of showing. It was a pretty quick slip. Yeah. Like, he was just kind of down and it didn't yeah. really play into it. No. And then all, I couldn't tell if, like, Taz was, like, laughing. <laughs> he was, or he's just, like, you know... Well, he's such a nice guy. He, well, <laughs> he probably wouldn't have laughed at anybody. Well, and then also, I mean, at the, at the end, I thought that um, Triple B... <laughs> Triple was, B was trying to like help Taz up. I thought it was gonna be like a friendly moment. Yeah, and then they might get back into it, but he just like he hit him in the balls, right? No, so well, I was, this was toward, like when the mat broke. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. like um, but the friendly moment never happened. So sure. Um, but yeah, that friendly moment never happened. Well, I mean, well, Taz is such a nice guy. He, yeah. Triple B, not as much apparently. No. <laughs> no. That's not a guy I would go over and ask to borrow like. 
Yeah. Anything. Yeah, exactly. I, not not I, a I role player. what he does. Probably never even seen Brink before. Bam Bam is uh, is no longer <laughs> with us, for the record. Is that right? Yeah, he, he's passed away. From from what? Um, That's a good question. I don't really know oh, off the top okay. of my head. How old was he? Uh, let's let's get to the bottom of it. I don't want to yeah. speculate without. Let's see here. Surprise! I think he's in great shape. Such an <laughs> asshole to pay up. I don't know why. He bounty hunted for your safety. Yeah, yeah that's right. Let's see. Bam Bam Bigelow. Okay, so he passed away in uh, 2007. Mm. He was 45 at wow. the time. So I guess that the, so. This would have been 1998 yeah. that this match happened. So he was in his mid. He was he was my age. It's crazy. That's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. He was fucking thirty-five when this match happened. That's nuts, huh? Oh, he oh, died of a drug overdose. Really? Yep. Yeah. Well, no, I guess I'm not. So there you have it. Build what? height six four. Build weight three ninety. What drug? Just <laughs> what? Why? What's the matter? <laughs> Let's. Okay, I'll find out. Jesus. Sometimes you drill down on the weird. I'm just thing. curious if he was like a was he like a coke guy or was he like a like an opiate guy? Like I wonder what. Man, you did. I mean, there's there's going to be a lot of wrestling deaths that that we bring up yeah. over the course of this. Like this would be good to know though. What, what maybe maybe we can also what is, it, it, you know what it might yeah opiates make sense right opiates make sense yeah maybe we could also start we already have a running pool of win loss but maybe we can like oh, create a pool of like idea, wrestler yeah. death drug of choice overdose I'll start with this one already on a losing multiple drugs uh, uh, including toxic levels of cocaine yeah. and an anti-anxiety drug he was also suffering from heart problems specifically art. Arteriosclerotic cardiovascular disease and had severe back problems. And apparently, he did martial arts, mixed martial arts one time. He yeah, lost severe people. back problems. He did mixed martial arts in '96. Huh. That's crazy. Yeah. He lost. Well, hmm. huh. interesting. Yeah. Never knew that. Learn something every day on the Hard Mark podcast. Don't you? Don't you really want to keep listening now? Um, <laughs> okay. So then we talked about the fall through the mat. That happened. Uh, very surprised by by that, based on your your reaction. It was. And then, what did you think was going to happen after that? Once once both guys went through the map, I thought they were gonna. I thought I thought he was gonna get pulled up. That was gonna be a little friendly, you know. Oh, that was whoops. So you thought Bam Bam? So you saw Bam Bam get out. You thought Bam Bam was gonna be a little bit more sporting about it and like pull Taz out. You're seeing the <laughs> homeward bound. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know? Okay. But yes. there's okay, so there's a scene where like the animals they're coming back, right? Uh-huh. And like you know, the two animals like come back and they run over that hill and you're waiting for the the golden, oh, the dog. Yes. And you're just waiting and, and you don't know if he's coming. That's what that's what that felt like to me. <laughs> After Triple B got out, where where is it? Like <laughs> I don't know how many ECW matches have ever been compared to the plot of Homeward that, Bound, yeah. but I'm glad that we finally made that yeah. uh, distinction. That's clear. what I was yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, okay, so, you, so but yeah, he he sort of he didn't really get up on his own, I guess. He kind no, of he didn't, yeah, out. he got drug out of yeah. this this hole. Bang bam, <laughs> drug him out of the hole. Immediately pinned him, three count, and that was the end of it. Yeah. About, uh, I don't know, 10, 15 minute match. I kind of thought they were going to dance around the, the hole and, and wrestle a little bit more. I mean, why not? They did have a match after this where they had to dance. Oh, did they? Yeah. yeah, the whole, it literally just had 
the ha- most haphazard caution tape job. <laughs> like, literally, either one of us could have done better. I could see them doing this in, like, the middle of the match, too, just, yeah. like, putting this up. Like, well, it's so good. Like, yeah, like, the, the hazard tape or the caution. Yeah. So. Which, I mean, it played into the realism of, like, oh, shit, this actually happened. This wasn't planned for. Now, clearly, and in fact, actually, upon rewatching, there was a bit when they were brawling outside before Bam Bam slipped where I saw specifically the referee, like, whisper to both guys individually. Oh. And then I... I because when I rewatched it um, recently to kind of acclimate myself to it before we filmed this episode, I was wondering, like, how did they... I still don't know how they did it, how, because they, they used that part of the ring earlier in yeah, the match. Yeah, So I think they used all the brawling outside the ring bits to kind of, like... Somebody must have been under the ring That's, working on right. it. Right. Yeah. And so the referee was then telling them, okay, ring's good to, to finish the match. So I found that interesting that I think I caught when that was communicated to both guys. Yeah. So I think that brings us to our rankings. Mm-hmm. So just to set the stage, this is now the fifth match that we've watched. This is going to be ranking number five. We're starting to, starting to flesh this out a little bit now. So just to kind of, so I think it's been a while since we've kind of yeah. uh, set expectations for where we're at. So right, right now, number one is uh, Shingo Takagi versus Will Ospreay from the Battle of the Super Juniors. Uh, second best match, Andy Kaufman and Jimmy Hart versus Jerry Lawler. Handicap match. Number three, we got Hulk versus Andre. And number four, we have Steiners versus Harlem Heat from WCW Nitro. So with all of those said... yeah. We've got Bam Bam versus Taz, ECW Television Championship match. Where 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 are you thinking? I, I think it, I think I'd put it. I think it was number two. I think it was number two. Yeah. So drop drop Kaufman, Kaufman and Hart and, yeah. versus Lawler, right. and now we have a new number two for Taz versus Bam Bam. I'm most surprised I put Kaufman so high last time. I think you were enjoying their shenanigans and yeah. the hijinks. Yeah. Um, the pile driver also was... It was funny, the whole, like, the whole setup leading up to it. It was funny. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, and I have notes about all of these, so we yeah. can all... I know exactly what happened and what yeah. your, you know, feelings were in that moment, but, uh... This was just a good, solid, solid match. It just, was clean. It was... I mean, it wasn't... But, you know, like, it was just a... <laughs> it was probably the opposite of clean. It wasn't... Yes. It wasn't too much, like, going on, you know? Like I said, like, the t- you know, there was a fireworks going off everywhere, and, like, mm-hmm. it was just a clean, good... You hate fireworks? Think, You're anti-firework now? I... I think I'm gonna just see a better match than what we watched, um... Last time. They're not last time, but the, the... The TNT match. Sure, sure. Yeah, that was just way, way, way over the top. It wasn't even a good match, like... <laughs> I'd like to see a good one with those like kind of shenanigans. Okay. But, uh, yeah. Sure. I've got that. Uh, I'm sure we can get that queued up at some point. Yeah. Just out of curiosity, so what what would you say makes this worse than Shingo versus Osprey? I, I just I think that was like both. I thought this was one sided, even though the so you even though they it. lost. Yeah. yeah. Even though Taz, well, I thought it was one. I thought Taz controlled the whole thing. You thought Taz was the star. I, I and, did. And you were another guy was just like, it. yeah, like, you know, he just uses weight to win. <laughs> I mean, that's why they felt the the the, the, the mass, right? Like, exactly. You know? Besides the guy on the bottom, you know, working that. But, sure, sure. Um, yeah, I thought it was one sided. Well, you kind of said the th- same thing about the Shingo versus Osprey. You were a big fan I of the Osprey being 
one-sided, though. I thought Shingo was... did a lot, yeah. but, but I think you were more impressed by Osprey. But you're saying that you you were if Bam Bam had brought a little bit more to the table, then maybe you maybe it would have been a different story in terms of your match ranking. Maybe, but probably not. Like if he would have been doing you this, know... well, I could see this match easily dropping down the line. <laughs> I, I, I just you don't put, think this is your forever just, two? No, I'm just putting it here for right now. I'm kind of you know okay. just table it. <laughs> yeah, it's not looking well for Hulk versus Andre. That's that's and I mean Steiner's versus Harlem Heat. Woof. Yeah, that, that's bad. That was a that was a pretty awful match. Uh, well, I've got some news for you for next episode. So uh, I think. We're, we're going to kind of jump around a little bit, as we have been doing, you know, 90s, 80s, you know, more modern stuff, etc. cetera. Uh, next episode, we're going to go back to the 80s. Mm. And really kind of what I think would be a smart anchor for this whole thing is following sort of the career path of one Terry the Hulk Hogan. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so we're going to go back. I, so we already saw Hulk versus Andre. So we're going to revisit... Another Hulk Hogan match. This one's going to be Hulk Hogan versus Macho Man Randy Savage. Mm. Have you heard, are you familiar with Macho I, Man? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. So that's going to be pretty good. Uh, so that'll be next episode. Okay. We'll be going back to the Hulk good. well, kind good. of following his his journey through uh, through wrestling so we can kind of see the evolution of, uh, of things through the, the eyes of, of the Hulkster. That sounds like a great idea. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anything else that you feel uh, we need to address on, on this week's episode. Well, put, a, put a bow on it, everybody. We, we got it sorted out. Well, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we'll be back next episode with that hot, hot episode where the mega powers are going to explode! It's going to be great. Uh, it's a great match. Two gr- the, the, the best of all time, Hulkster versus the Macho Man. And we've got a lot of a lot of things to talk about on that uh, episode about their very unique relationship. So that'll be fun. Thanks, everybody. I appreciate you downloading this episode. Again, we are on Twitter. We are on Facebook. Uh, thank you for looking up our various channels. Uh, be on the lookout for those with any any news or notes or things that we want to pass along. Again, we'll have that Tasmaniac uh, picture that everyone can kind of glance at at their free time in the near future as well. So... Thank you very much, anybody. Uh, appreciate your time. We really need a solid outro. Yeah, we do. I'm working on one. Bye. <laughs> You're a homeowner. Yeah. Who decides, I want to just roller skate around the neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah.